The views expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals being interviewed and do not necessarily represent those of the Greater Winter Haven Chamber of Commerce. You are listening to It's Happening in the Haven. I'm your host, Rachel Lawrence, filling in for Katie Worthington-Decker. Each episode, I get the privilege to speak to the amazing people taking Winter Haven and its surrounding Central Florida area to the next level. For future focus, celebrating our entrepreneurial history and leveraging it for our bright future ahead. This podcast is produced by the Winter Haven Chamber, but made possible through a phenomenal partnership with Dolphin Image Studios. Our producer from Dolphin Image Studios is Nate. Hey, Nate, tell our listeners a little bit about your studios. All right. Dolphin Image Studios is a uh, full production film and television studio. We offer a 3,000 square foot soundstage, psych wall, LED wall, and a podcast studio. If you want to find us, just go to facebook.com backslash Dolphin Image Studios. We believe it's important to continue to release our podcast throughout the coronavirus crisis. We hope you find this as a nice diversion to something very heavy we are all going through right now. At the Chamber, we continue to promote our local business community, but how we promote and how we communicate with our businesses and the community has adapted to the, to the quote, new normal. We want to encourage everyone of you listening to this podcast to make a pledge to invest your money in our local community. As we shift into the first phase of the safe, smart, step-by-step plan for Florida's recovery, We need to adapt to those new regulations while continuing to support our neighbors. And when this is all over and it will end, we will be here to help rebuild. Please note, this episode was recorded virtually during COVID-19. In today's episode, we will be discussing how the Winter Haven Chamber has shifted the way they conduct business during COVID-19. I am joined by our very own president and CEO and podcast host, Katie Worthington-Decker, and our Vice President, Amanda Jo Nicholson. In our next segment, Juan Pantojas, President of Dolphin Image Studio, speaks with us about his background and new procedures Dolphin Image Studios has implemented to keep the studio as safe as possible during this unprecedented time. This podcast would not be possible without our Chamber Investor Businesses stepping up to support us. We'd like to thank one of our podcast presenting sponsors, Meeks Real Estate. Winter Haven was rated by Realtor.com as our number one hottest real estate market. Do you need help navigating your home search? Meeks Real Estate LLC is owned and operated by broker Realtor Carla Meeks. Carla has over 14 years of experience in residential and commercial real estate, as well as her GRI designation. Her office is located at 1510 North Broadway Avenue in Bartow, but Carla is actively involved in all of Polk County. Call or text Carla at any time. She would love to help you buy, sell, build, and invest in Central Florida. 863-604-9287 or visit CarlaMeeksRealtor.com. That's C-A-R-L-A-M-E-E-K-S Realtor.com.
COVID-19, the Winter Haven Chamber has shifted the way they conduct business and the way they interact with members. Today, I'm happy to welcome our president and CEO, Katie Worthington-Decker, and our vice president, Amanda Joan Nicholson, to the podcast. Thank you for joining me today, Katie and Amanda. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Yes, thanks for having us. So how has the Winter Haven Chamber's role changed during the coronavirus crisis? Well, I think that our role has really remained the same. This crisis has allowed us to amplify the services that we provide to the community. So, you know, our mission is always to advance commerce and community. And there was never a time that is needed more uh, than during this what is unthinkable time. Uh, I don't think anybody could have ever fathomed this happening um, in modern day. So um, it really has allowed us the opportunity to shine brighter in terms of the services that we provide to the community and really educate a lot of people in the community that may not have known what a Chamber of Commerce does. Katie, can you expand on what's been happening at a state level that you've been working on? Sure. So obviously a lot of what has impacted the business community has been from federal and state guidelines uh, in terms of how businesses can function. So our role here at the Chamber has been um, really to help our business community understand what those guidelines are and frankly help interpret them to the local businesses, but also help the state understand how what they are handing down is being implemented on the ground, if you will. So um, as we all know, I kind of giggle as I say this, but as we all know, best intentions of politicians sometimes, <laughs> um, they don't quite know what the real life impact is going to be. So, um, you know, I don't envy them. They've had a, um, a really difficult task to balance the healthcare needs of our community, of our state, um, with the needs of the uh, business community and our residents. And um, I have to I don't know if you can hear it, but I do have a newborn. I'm actually on maternity leave right now. Um, I have a, uh, which has no meaning during a pandemic. We're also working every day, but uh, with little extra uh, baby noises in the background of this podcast. So I, I think everyone listening understands what it's like to work from home right now. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, so, but, um, but really from an advocacy perspective, and I'll give you an example, actually just a very recent example, um, as the state has tried to begin with a reopening plans, a restart um, is what we're calling it. Uh, you know, various things have opened. Restaurants have opened at certain capacity. Retail stores have opened. But, um, for example, breweries were not permitted to open, which just didn't make a whole lot of sense um, to us, being that our local brewery is 7,000 square feet, uh, has a huge outdoor space, and... Um, uh, had a plan in place to be able to open under all of the same guidelines restaurants were able to open. So uh, we basically, both Amanda Joe and I, spent the whole last weekend uh, on the phone and uh, working every connection we had in Tallahassee to get an answer on that. And um, thankfully, the Florida Brewers Association was doing the same thing, and we were able to, to get uh, official word yesterday that Grove Roots could reopen. Um, and But it uh, kind of would have gone, gone unknown realistically or without any official word if we hadn't spent the last three days fighting very hard uh, to get an official ruling on that. So um, it's things like that that are very behind the scenes. Um, 
that we've done for a lot of our businesses through this time period, not just breweries, but many, many businesses to figure out how the rules that are being put down apply specifically to them. So um, we are a chamber that's involved in the Florida Chamber of Commerce and the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and being able to utilize the relationships we've developed with those organizations has been an extreme benefit to the businesses on the ground here in, uh, in Winter Haven. AJ, I don't know if you have anything to add to that, but that was my long. No, I think that, no, I think it's a very pertinent example. And I think it's something that is not necessarily something that people think about happening in circumstances like this, where, you know, we're leveraging the connections that, that, that we've spent oftentimes many years um, cultivating, but just to get, sometimes it's just, as Katie said, it's getting that practical application of, of what a ruling is and how does that look on the ground. But one of the things that I've been most encouraged with is that the the, the governing bodies, as, as it will, have been very open to receiving feedback and wanted to know what does this look like in real life? What does this look like for your members? And so it's given us the ability to feedback. Katie and I were both um, on a call yesterday with the Secretary Healthy Bashir from uh, the DBPR about licensing and rulings and things of that nature. And it was great for us to be able to feedback directly to him what our members needed um, and, and heartening to see him act on it so quickly. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's something that we've been doing um, probably for a long time on, on the lowdown, uh, but it's just become... Uh, I think, as Katie mentioned, it's sort of more spotlighted. Uh, I think it just made made up a word, more spotlighted um, <laughs> in, in the recent in recent weeks. We'll call it a European word, eh? <laughs> Amanda, can you elaborate a little bit more on other things that you've been doing to help our members on the local level? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So, as a chamber team, um, and and I and I would advocate this. I would I would definitely say this is very much a team um, initiative. What we tried to do in taking the um, the regulations that came down, be that from federal level, local level, or, or state level, um, when we first started this, we literally were disseminating those sets of information out like that. Okay, this is what local looks like, guys. This is what's happening at state level. This is what's happening at federal level. And we were emailing out almost on a daily basis, heck, sometimes more than once a day to our members, Sometimes to all of our members, which is, you know, 2,700 individuals, um, our, our 750 plus chamber member corporations make up 2,700 individuals in our community. And so some of that information needed to get out to everybody. And so that's, that's how we were pushing that out there. But then there were lots of pieces of information that were just pertinent to one particular group. And so... The nice thing for us in knowing our members is that we were able to then target information so that everybody didn't get washed with every single piece of information. We were able to kind of target who needed to know what while still being there for everybody. I think over the last six weeks, we've sent over 40 emails out detailing different relief programs, different assistance sources, recovery ideas. Um, but then we also were very mindful of wanting to help the wider community. As Katie said in her Hey Did You Know video, you know, this is this is also, we're also a chamber that's looking to advance our community, not just our chamber members. And so we made sure that we made a lot of that information as, as much as we felt we were able to 
open to all of the community. And and Rachel, you were you were a great help in that in pushing that out through our social media channels. We have over eight thousand followers on social media, so we needed to make sure that the wider community was getting to know what's going on too. And then building the resources that we did on our on our website, and and again keeping those open suits to everybody. So things like developing a, a one sheeter on unemployment resources for our members that were furloughing staff or laying staff off, making sure that we were having job opportunities. A lot of our members are recruiting right now. Publics are recruiting like crazy. You know, there's lots and lots of organizations and, and our staffing agencies have been absolutely wonderful at, at pushing um, openings to us so that we can get them out to the wider community. So, you know, it, it's making sure that we're getting the resources to the right people. But then we tried to look at it from a from an education piece too. So we had to just kind of pivot from, okay, this is what you need to know. These are the regulations. This is how it works. And one of the things that, that we did that I'm most proud of is we reached out to every single member individually, whether it was a phone call, whether it was a direct email to them personally. And we made sure that we touched base with every single member that we had to ask them specifically, hey, what do you need? How can we help? What can we do for you as a chamber? And it was really amazing to hear what, what it was that they needed. And so that then a- enabled us to build programs, to build educational programs. If we had enough members say, hey, you know what? We really need to know about the different differences of employment law or the differences in how we can utilize our 401ks or our financial things. So we then, rather than trying to be the experts in everything, what we're very, very lucky is that we have a lot of experts that are already chamber members. So we could approach companies like Certipay, who've been absolutely wonderful in building webinars around employment law and how's it going to change. We work with our folks over at Solid Rock Consulting who put together some wonderful, wonderful webinars for us about how to pivot to remote working, something many of our members had never, never experienced before. And so it was about building the education pieces to back up what they were doing, as well as working on the on the legislation thing. And one of the things that we've been very lucky to be able to do is to continue, and I, and I say this a lot, but we are very lucky in Winter Haven, and we work very hard to make sure that we foster great relationships between city and chamber and EDC and Main Street and all of the other organizations in our town. And that, that makes a huge difference. And so, you know, I know that Katie's been in weekly meetings. You know, I, I, I have to laugh when Katie says she's on maternity leave because I, I don't think that really counts as maternity leave when you're working four days a week um, and all weekends. Um, so, but she's been still sitting in on these meetings and participating and shaping what our city is going to look like and, and how do we move forward? Because that's where we're at really right now is, okay, we're in this. It's awful. It changed things sometimes forever. So what does it look like? What's the new piece going to look like? And that, that's kind of where we're getting to right now is, is, is what, what's next? How's it going to look for our members? And we've undertaken so much one-to-one counseling, again, pivoting from those initial individual contacts that we're then able to sit virtually, sit with, with each member as they need it and work through with them. What is your new normal going to look like? What will it look like for your business? How will it be shaped? Where will your staff be? Where are you going to recruit from? What will your meetings look like? 
And we can do that. And it makes me super proud to be able to, to work with our members on that and really shape how they're going to move forward and move through this. Katie, what did I miss? I know we've done a lot. What what I miss? I feel like you got a lot of what, um, you know, what we've been working on through this time. And I think to, to a little bit um, for the listeners that may not be as familiar with what a chamber is, um, you know, we are a membership association, essentially. So um, as AJ said, we have over 750 members that invest in our organization, um, but our, and we're a nonprofit. Uh, not the government. A lot of people think we're the government, and we are not, thankfully. <laughs> but um, the uh, while we have those members that invest, and we certainly invite any business um, in our community that wants to be a part of this community movement organization to become members of the chamber, all the work we do benefits all of the businesses in the greater Winter Haven area. So I think, um, you know, that's an important point to be made for people that might be listening and thinking, well, I'm not a member of the chamber. How does it benefit me? Well, you have a lot of benefits coming towards you, even if you're not an investor. But get even more if you're an investor. You help us with our mission. But um, I think the the world that we live in will change in a lot of ways, um, some of which we don't know yet. Um, but certainly helping our businesses become well-equipped to adapt to the very overused term of the new normal uh, will become a new part of our marching orders. So, Amanda, I know that you briefly mentioned the assistant programs that have been out there. Can you tell us a little bit more about those that have been out there for our businesses? Sure. So, I mean, and and there's been a lot. Uh, Predominantly, I think most of our businesses kind of look at a couple of different ones that were very high profile initially um, that were federal programs. So the the Paycheck Protection Program that was out there, that is still out there, by the way. So if you were still looking for funds on that, I just had a call with uh, some of our bankers and there are still funds on the PPP program as it's commonly termed. So if you are an entity that feels that you may um, qualify for that, then talk to your banker. They can work through that with you. And then there is a program through the SBA um, that is the IDLE loan, commonly known as IDLE loan. It's Emergency Injury Disaster Loan. I'm going to have got that wrong. Um, and so that right now is just out there for a very segmented part of the populace. But a lot of our members were able to receive funds for that too. But but a recent one that I that I want to talk about is our wonderful county. Polk County received some federal dollars, um, and instantly our county commissioners and our folks at, at the county government um, turned that around and said, "Okay, we need to use this and get this out to help support our business community." And so they formed a program called Polk Cares 2020, and so that was just launched yesterday. And there are several different tranches within that tranche to help healthcare, um, some to help cities and government. And then the the majority of the funding was put into two different um, buckets, if you will, Uh, one to help households and individuals. So even if you're an individual, it's not a business owner, but you need assistance, um, you can visit uh, the Polk County page um, and uh, the Polk Cares Act 2020 is where you need to look. So that would be Polk dash county dot net and then you'll look for Polk Cares 2020 and that will give you lots of information there and that's designed to help um, 
bridge some gaps and um, you can apply for up to $2,000 to help assist with utilities, mortgage, rent, things of that nature. There's also a helpline to help everybody walk through that application. And from the small business perspective, our county commissioners and our county manager um, definitely wanted to make sure that they were assisting small business owners because sometimes some of the programs that have been out there were not able to do that. So um, these are literally, if you are an individual, a real estate agent that doesn't have any employees or anywhere up to 25 employees and and they put that into different line items so you can apply depending on how many employees you can apply for different tiers of funding they've made the process super simple and i have to give massive massive credit to the team at polk county um, and the team at the central florida development council for pulling this together they've worked with an agency um, to build a whole application process that i have to tell you if the federal government are looking for somebody to help with their application planning, they need to get our team from the CFDC and the county on it because it's much simpler than uh, a lot of the other programs that are out there to apply for. So again, same website, polk-county.net, and it's Polk Cares 2020, and you can go on there as a small business owner. Anybody up to 25 employees um, can get on that. Um, and I say that, I know that uh, this is going out. Obviously, this is a, a limited fund, so... I know that this is going to be aired next week. I'm keeping my fingers crossed as I've said all of this, that the, that the program is not overfunded by them. But if it isn't, please go take a look. I, I second um, what you said about the process being simple. I actually ended up calling the call center yesterday um, to try to help assist someone. And I got right through. And the person I spoke to was so helpful and really simple everything for me to make it an easy process to help someone so I second that it really is it really is and and as your chamber you know if, 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 if you need assistance that myself and Rachel and Katie and, and Jennifer are all here to help too so it is it is super simple but we are here to help if you need anything Katie and Amanda what do you think the future might look like for the Winter Haven Chamber well I mean I think the um not to become too cliche, but the future is bright. The future is bright for all of us. I mean, we've been around. Um, our chamber was founded in 1911 as a board of trade um, and as a chamber in 1923. So um, we've weathered a lot of storms, world wars, and, and uh, Great Depression and, and many, many things. Um, but the um, I think it will change in terms of and things like that for a little bit of time. I mean, that's definitely, uh, we are going to, we champions for personal accountability and responsibility on helping to take care of each other. Our businesses, they're going to want to make sure they're protecting their employees and their customers. So, um, you know, we want to be good, good um, support mechanism for uh, the processes that they have to put in place and the protocols they have to put in place to make sure that everyone feels safe uh, to return to, to commerce, quote, as usual. Um but I think we'll get to a point where we can return to having networking events and um, and bringing everybody together. But um, we will also, you will see a lot of our programming get amped up virtually. So um, Amanda Joe has started some member service type of uh, virtual events already, coffee and conversation every Friday. Um, we have just launched um, a virtual political hobnob, which is normally a big you know, barbecue rally we have every major election year. Well, now it's all going to be online in terms of 
helping candidates um, interview candidates and put out their videos on our social media platform so that our uh, voters in the area can learn more about each candidate. Um, and but you know we we certainly hope and pray as everyone else that our festivals and stuff that are planned for 2021 can can continue. Um, but I think as many companies have discovered, people can be very protect, uh, productive working remotely. Um, and so we'll be doing a lot of seminars on how to use um, virtual tools to be effective on your business. And because frankly, and you know, I'd, I'd love to, to, you know, my rose colored glasses, which everyone jokes I wear a lot, but um, I would love to think that we're getting past this and we won't have to think about it again. But the reality is that until there's a vaccine, this could uh, surge again. So we need to make sure that our businesses are fully prepared if if there is a, a second wave that uh, we don't skip a beat in continuing to, to stay in business um, in, in the Winter Haven community. So um, you'll see a lot of that. But, um, you know, we have a visitor center. Um, we are the visitor, official visitor center for the Winter Haven community, and it'll probably be a little bit till that reopens. Um, but making sure that we are supporting uh, all of our businesses, whether that's Legoland, who hopes to reopen soon, or um, the the one-person land surveyor whose business may have been affected because of, of people not buying houses or, or uh, construction um, uh, stopping. So it's a wide spectrum on, on how our services will adapt to every individual business. <laughs> and, so and that is and and that's fully <laughs> supportive of everything that we're doing. Yes, yes and that, that is a endorsement, so I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> no, I would. I mean, I would echo. Katie's letter is mute in the phone, but I, I, I totally would echo that. And I, I'm really excited. Truthfully, it, this has been a truly awful time for a lot of people, and and but I'm excited that we were here as a chamber to help walk them through this. And, I, and I'm proud of that. I'm proud of how we've drawn together once again as a, as a community of Winter Haven to pull through this. And every day I see something, somebody will post that they did this one thing for, for this one person. And then it just kind of snowballs and there's such a massive effect that, mm-hmm. that you know, it, it's in times like these when we do truly see how fantastic our community is and will continue to be. I'm excited about new style events as well as returning to, to old ones too. The new style whistle stop I think is going to be really really cool and I think it's going to give our candidates and our wider community the the opportunity to talk to our folks that are running for office and ask questions they can submit the questions for us to ask ahead of time which if you couldn't make it to the event before you didn't get that so it's kind of cool we're opening it up to lots and lots of people so I'm excited for that to be a bigger bigger event than ever I'm right I'm right there with you Amanda I agree um, and just for our listeners, the Whistle Stop um, event is going to be held from July 28th through August 14th. Um, and I just posted it on our Facebook page today as an event, and it's also up on our website if you'd like to submit a question for us to ask the candidates. Awesome. Well, I just wanted to say thank you both so much for joining me today. Um I know it's a little unconventional the way we're doing things right now. I know I'm in Pennsylvania currently um, working remotely and Katie, like she mentioned, is on maternity leave and we're all in our different locations being very safe. Um, So thank you both for taking some time out of your busy day um, to join us. Thank you. 
You are very welcome. It's fun. Next time we need to get Jennifer on here with us too, and we've got the whole team. Yeah, right. She's the only one that hasn't been on the podcast yet, so we need to make it happen. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You might have to drag her to get (laughs) into coming and do a podcast. But I do want to say, Rachel, thanks so much for our listeners that have been listening routinely since we launched on January uh, 13th. This is my favorite thing to do. It's It's a new thing we've introduced this year, but... So many of the stories that have come out through the Happen in the Haven podcast are so awesome. And I have learned so much about people I thought I knew well. And then you get them into the Dolphin Image Studio and you you start talking to them about their life and their life story. And it just peels back so many layers, which just makes you fall in love with the Winter Haven community uh, even more so. And and Rachel and, and AJ, thank you so much for uh, for picking up on the podcast and keeping it alive. Uh, while I am uh, on uh, maternity leave because as you can hear from this podcast recording I could not do it because <laughs> you hear little baby gurgles the whole time but um, yeah, I encourage all of our listeners if this happens to be the first podcast you've listened to uh, go back and start from the beginning because yeah. there's a lot of gems in there so and now I'm muting again because he's making noise so <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you thank you <laughs> we're a great team yes we are Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. This podcast would not be possible without our chamber and investor businesses stepping up to support us. We'd like to thank one of our podcast presenting sponsors, Advent Health. Advent Health is a local leader in healthcare and is committed to providing care while extending the healing ministry of Christ. With the national focus on COVID-19, Advent Health would like to remind our listeners if they have questions about the coronavirus, they can speak to Advent Health experts by calling the hotline at 877-VIRUS-HQ. That's 877-847-8747. If you believe you have been exposed to COVID-19 or have specific symptoms of fever, cough, shortness of breath, or trouble breathing, please contact your primary care provider or go to the nearest Advent Health Center Care located in Winter Haven at 7375 Cypress Gardens Boulevard. Again, if you have questions regarding COVID-19, please call the hotline at 877-VIRUS-HQ. Advent Health is here to provide the answers that you need. Today, we are honored to welcome Juan Pantoja to the podcast. Juan is the president of the home of our very own podcasting studio, Dolphin Image Studios. Juan has a very extensive background in the film industry with additional experience in graphic design, makeup, and effects. Welcome to the podcast, Juan. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Juan, I know that you are from Puerto Rico. So, how did you end up in both Florida and Winter Haven? Well, this was like 16 years ago. Um, I was working as a uh, special effects makeup artist in Puerto Rico and finished a uh, program with one of the colleges being a, a theater makeup for theater instructor. And I wanted to get more 
education in the area. So um, I moved to Florida to go to the Joe Blasco Makeup Center East in Orlando, Florida. And once I went through there, I decided that um, it was better for my family to stay here. How did you end up interested in the film industry? That was kind of like an accident. Um, <laughs> just to make the, the story sh- kind of short, I was on my third year of pre-medicine. And then I took took a big U-turn and went to change my my degree to education in theater. Um, and from there, I just focused on behind the scenes. And there was a need for special effects makeup artists. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, sure, I can do it without knowing anything. And I got stuck there. And I've been doing it for about <laughs> 23 years. I feel as though uh, creative people need to create so is that kind of what you're feeling with, yeah. with that decision? Yes, yes. It was a it was a tough decision. I made the decision and then told people. Um, I was taking all my my classes that were not the regular classes, being or all art, drawing, sculpture, dancing, everything that was art related. And then it's like, you know what? I can do this for a living. I can make it work. Absolutely. With that being said, do you have a favorite movie director? Um, yes. Um, it's gonna be Mr. Guillermo del Toro. Mexican writer and director. What are some of his films? That um, maybe you know this one, Hellboy. Oh yeah. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Um, those are one of the the, the in the shape the shape of water. The one the Oscar what, two years ago. Awesome, Juan. You have a rich background and experience in special effects and makeups. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? My background when I started the in the entertainment industry. I, I was inclined towards everything that has to do with the arts, um, set building, set design. There was a need for mask making, so I started making masks for theater. And from there, in the time when I started, there was no internet, or the internet was dial-up. So there was not a lot of uh, visual, or you, there was no YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything I had to learn by trial and error, buying things, putting them out, um, making things work, in a sense. And then once I got started working with TV and, and film, then I polished my, my techniques and, and my craft. So we had to do life cast of actors, sculpt, uh, mold making, painting. You're pretty much doing special effects makeup. You kind of hone in on all the aspects of, of art. Right. And trying to figure out what works. Uh, with that being said, what was the most complicated or unique project you've worked on to create a spe- specific look or effect? Well, the hardest one that I worked on was a remote project because as soon as I graduated from the makeup program, I got hired by a friend of mine in Puerto Rico to do a full mask for him that he could wear in a uh, theater play. He was playing a person in Puerto Rico um, from like 50 years ago. So I had to go to Puerto Rico, do a live cast of him, of him bring that live cast with me, Sculpt wow. everything, mold, mold it, make it, put the hair, send it to him, hoping that it will all fit, and uh, remotely train the makeup artist that was going to apply the makeup every night in the show. Really? So that was a challenge. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> so switching gears a little bit, uh, this is my third week. Um, for our listeners, we are recording this do- during um, COVID-19. We have been interviewing all of our guests remotely over the phone and utilizing um, both phone calls and Zoom meetings. Um, But this is my third week in a row coming um, to Dolphin Image Studios, and uh, the precautions they have been taking here are are outstanding. And 
Um, if you could see us, we are, you know, at least six feet away from each other and uh, everything is properly sanitized. Can you tell us um, some of your about your new safety precautions um, that you're taking and how production is, is changing to meet those new requirements? As soon as uh, the concern was raised in, in Florida about the COVID-19, uh, we automatically changed gears to working remotely. Um, we are in a good position where we only have a few people working in our staff. So even though we work more than six feet away from each other all the time, we want to be uh, we want to have those precautions and, and work remotely. Um, <clears throat> then we decided that we wanted to see what we can do. So I've been I've been uh, reading and, and following what what Hollywood is doing to open up again. Mm-hmm. So we came up with with a plan because we're short not not short staff but we're a small staff and we have the space to do these things that we can work on really really small tight productions that might be one or two people coming in and one or two of us here so it's no more never going to be more than 10 people in our studio mm-hmm. um we're sanitizing all the surfaces and all the, the the instruments that we have like for example like right now the microphones that we're using they're sanitized every time that every morning where we day the week when we come in so they're ready to be used um and then maintaining the the social distancing um for us it's not that hard because we are always far away from each other (laughs) but um yeah keeping keeping that social distancing some of the things that hollywood is trying to do is is how to um maintain that during the production because to produce a a film project or a short film or a tv you need a lot of people Mm -hmm. and a lot of people working in pretty much the same task so um, it's visualizing how do you minimize um, the contact between those people in those closed environments. Right. So for us is structuring everything and the person that is in charge of all the lighting equipment, that's the one person that can only touch that equipment and is in charge of, of cleaning and, and, and sanitizing everything. Uh, the same thing with the camera. Nobody goes into the camera department but the camera operator. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a matter of adjusting and... From the Hollywood standpoint, there's going to be a lot of big changes because of unions and stuff and insurance uh, policies. So we're always looking out to what's coming out and what they're doing um, and trying to implement some of those things to our work environment in a sense. Uh, So Juan, it has recently been shared with me that you have a unique hobby and that you are actually a professional dancer. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and share with our listeners? I was a dancer when I was younger <laughs> retired yes retired dancer yeah the hip the hip no, no. um <laughs> yeah that's how I met my my wife uh we were in a theater company in Puerto Rico back in the 90s mid to late 90s that was our career for a couple of years uh we lived from dancing and doing events and shows and theater and yeah wow what kind of dance whatever was needed yeah <laughs> whatever was needed um Anything from ballet to hip hop to whatever was needed. Yeah. Um, salsa, merengue, we did classes for tourists, like, well, yeah, whatever. It was all about entertaining people. Oh, that's so great. Uh, Juan, it has been such a pleasure speaking with you today. Uh, Dolphin Image Studios has continued to impress me every single time I've ever stepped my, my feet into your studio. And, um, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me and thanks for, for coming and, and, we're here to to help everybody. Um, if you have something to say or something you want to share with the world, we're, our doors are always open. Right now, we have uh, modified our, our hours. So mm-hmm. 
we're not here all the time, but if you need to use a studio or rent the space, just call us um, or email us and then we'll, we'll reach out to you and, and plan whatever it needs. Wonderful. Thank you. Not a problem. This podcast is made possible through the generous support of local businesses in the Winter Haven community, including our presenting sponsor, Fred Simons Insurance Agency. That's right. There's a new farmer's insurance agent in your neighborhood. Meet Fred Simons with the Fred Simons Insurance Agency located at 325 Avenue C Southwest, Winter Haven, Florida. As the road you travel changes, so can your insurance needs. Give Fred Simons a call today at 863-259-1826 so he can help you as you assess whether you're ready for the journey ahead. That's Farmers Insurance Agent Fred Simons at 863-259-1826. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are Farmers. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Well, that's it for another episode of It's Happening in the Haven. We'd like to thank our guests for today's podcast, Katie Williamson-Decker and Amanda Jo Nicholson of the Greater Winter Haven Chamber of Commerce and Juan Pantoja of Dalton Image Studios. Be sure to tune in every week to It's Happening in the Haven, available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. To learn more about Winter Haven and the Chamber, visit winterhavenchamber.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We hope you learned a little bit about our community today and even more about the people who are shaping its future. After all, no true community exists without the people who form it. Winter Haven. Some call it a haven. We call it home.